Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Dark Art Society podcast. My name is Chet Zar, I'm your host, and today we are checking in with Tom Taggart. He's been on the podcast once before, but it was pre-pandemic. I didn't realize that until um, we started talking about it, but um, yeah, it's been a while, and uh, he's a great artist. I love his work, really cool guy, and um, so we had a a great time um it is oh let me say the date it is the uh, 2 27 23 that's the date february 27th 2023 and uh uh let's see what's been going on here with me oh this dog we got this new dog here hopefully she'll come and introduce herself valentine come here Come here. Come up here. Come up. Jump up. Jump up. Come on. Up, 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 up. Come here. Do you want a treat? You want a treat? Come on. Up, up, up. Up, 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 up. Okay. Can you see her? Look at that big head. <laughs> what a sweet girl. Okay. There you go. That's Valentine. She's very sweet. What a good girl. Okay, that's enough. That's our new dog. We just uh, got from the shelter. She's amazing. The granddaughters named her Valentine. And it's actually a perfect name because she's so affectionate. Anyway, uh, so yeah, that's what's been going on with me lately. I've been kind of dealing with this dog, settling in, getting to know the place. Um... But she's really great, really smart, fast learner, very affectionate, really cool. She just kind of got a lot of energy. They said she was three and a half years old, but she's the vet said she looked at most two. So she's still kind of coming out of puppyhood somewhat. She's got that young dog energy, which is good. You know, I've just been giving her walks and playing with her a lot and stuff. Anyway, that's what's been going on. Uh, oh, also, I got back here. I don't know if you can see. Yeah, you can see. <laughs> um, I'm working on this painting for this Giger tribute show. That's going to be a, a great, great show at Copro Gallery. Um, so that's been the latest thing I've been working on. It's, it's a big 24 by 48, big for me. 24 by 48 inches, a tall, thin painting called The Divine Feminine. And I'm trying to, if you're watching YouTube, you can see I've got like, I'm trying to do something that was, sorry, keeping my eye on this dog. Come on, come back here, Valentine. Move it. Back it up, back it up, good girl. Sit, sit. Um, I'm trying to, <clears throat> in designing the painting, I was trying to do something that looked like something I would do, but also had a Giger flavor. I didn't want to just do like a Giger ripoff painting. I wanted to try and pay tribute to Giger as one of my favorite artists, but also keep my own thing going. So um, uh, I'm putting this kind of like sort of the colors. The colors are, you know, kind of Gigery. And I'm putting this all this tubing and machinery in the background. Anyway, I'm enjoying it. It's got to be finished, though. I got to finish it this week. Then I'm done with show paintings. 
and then get back to commissions and everything else. Oh, I also want to mention I have some, um, I made some, I got a surprise tax bill. Uh, and I, so I made some uh, Last of Us clicker inspired studies that are in the web store. And I'm trying to sell those so I can cover this tax bill because it's not small. Um, and it's very unexpected. So go to uh, chetzar.bigcartel.com for that. I also wanted to mention that Dark Art Society member Eric LaMarca has been uh, running a gallery in New York City, a, a dark art gallery called 86 Orchard. And he's got some shows coming up that he wanted me to mention. Uh, Ferrucho Von Putkammer is having a solo show. Uh, 3 9 to 4 16. Tanya Pomalis is having a show there uh, in the fu- in the near future. Steve Clef, who's uh, both have been a guest on the show. Uh, Stef- Stefania Medeiros is having a show, and Rowan Dumont. I guess he's really trying to uh, uh, carry the torch and uh, spread the good word of dark art in New York. So I just wanted to mention that. You can go to 86orchard.com for more info. That's it. Uh, I guess that's it. Oh, I know something new. Well, first off, if you want to uh, support us on Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash darkartsociety, and you can join for as little as a dollar. And um, if you join at the $5 level, you will get... We're not doing the raffle anymore. Um, we are doing the, uh, if you join at the $5 level, you get a coupon code. Let me see here. I got to find this text from, uh, sorry. Uh, I'm so, oh, here we go from Kyle at a skull shop. Okay. 20% off. You get 20% off a skull shop skull. Using this coupon code, if you join the Dark Art Society Patreon at the $5 and above level. And that's S-K-U-L-L-S-H-O-P-P-E. And uh, their skulls are great. All my skull paintings are used using them as reference because they look so real. Here's one now. Valentine looks like she wants to... Take a bite. This dog's so funny, too. It's the first dog I've ever had that if you give her a bone, she will immediately go and bury it. I've never had a dog that actually buries bones. It's very classic. Um, Oh, and if you join at any level, you get your name read on the air for supporting us. Um, Let me see here. And we've got some new subscribers who I'd like to thank. Um, That would be... Um, Christopher Weldy, thank you, Christopher, and uh, Russell King. Russell King, you are the king. Russell King, you I think you subscribe to my personal Patreon, which is patreon.com slash chetzar. So I really appreciate that support. Um, I could not be doing this podcast without the support of the members on Patreon. It just wouldn't happen. <clears throat> I don't have time to do it without making just a little bit of money, the small amount of money I get from it. So um, thank you for supporting. 
And uh, let's see, is there anything else? I guess another thing I'll say is that I have skipped. I have I've done for the last month like every other week, and um, I may do that I, when I need to. I, I've mentioned this before, but I was thinking about going uh, every two weeks on the podcast. But I've got the next three weeks lined up, so I don't know if I'm gonna. You know, maybe I should keep one in the can, as they say, and do it every other week. I don't know. I feel like people that listen really uh, look forward to it dropping every week. So I'm going to, I guess I'll try and keep doing it every week. But if I skip a week, you'll know why. It's just me. It just means that I'm on some crazy painting deadline and I, and I can't do it that week because it really, it does help a lot to be able to skip a week when I need to. I'm sure I'm missing something. Oh, well. Um, yeah, I guess that's it. Um, let's get on with this interview. It was really fun catching up with Tom. He's a great guy and a great artist. And I had fun talking to him. So I think you'll enjoy this. All right. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. And here we go with Tom Taggart. Hello, Tom. Hey, Chet. How, How you doing? Been? <laughs> I've been good. <laughs> yeah, you've uh, kind of vanished from uh, Facebook for a while. Though. I know, I know. I, I'm back now and again, but um, uh, I think I told you this when we talked last, but I got uh, I got off Facebook. I, I started going to Twitter because um, I was trying out that NFT thing. Worked pretty well for a while, then the whole market crashed. And then also around the same time, um, Elon Musk took over, totally fucked it up. So now it sucks. Yeah. Twitter's terrible. And anyway, it's like I kept going back to Facebook. And every time I went on, I was like, oh, it's too much. I just can't deal with it. You know, it's like I got a, I got some distance. And then I was like, man, I, I just can't. I can't do it. I just felt like I couldn't get back on like I was before. And so now I'm not on really. I'm on. I'm not on anything now that much. <laughs> it's just like just to promote stuff because because I just yeah. I don't know I I guess I uh, uh you know because I've been doing since MySpace I've been on steadily. This is like 20, yeah. 2013 or something. I've been on all the time on social media, constantly promoting and just interacting, and it just was like man, it's it's like ten years of it. It's draining, and it's a whole other it's a whole other thing. It's like the rules are different from reality and, and everything just, it, it's so stressful. It really is. <laughs> I if, if, if I could, I, 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 I would just walk away from it all too, but I really rely on it. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I, the thing is I've got, <clears throat> I guess the other part of the equation I didn't mention is um, everything is directed towards my Patreon now. So it's yeah. like I'm on Patreon, so people know where to find me. If you are, you know, if you're really serious about my work, and you have a dollar a month, you can follow me on there and pretty much know everything that's going on. Plus, I've got the podcast, and so I've been. I feel like I've been there for people who really want me. If they just, it's just not quite as easy to get to me since I'm not like right there on Facebook all the time. But you know, I well, mean, that might, 
better yes. because you're getting, you're getting the people that actually want what you're given and not just the people that like, uh, you know, since, since lots happened since last we uh, talked and a lot. Yeah. It's been a long know, time. Go, going viral on social media is a whole weird thing. I don't know if it's ever happened to you. No, mm -mm. not like you, not like with the, tell, tell me about that. Cause your, your bookshelves well, went. The, the bookshelf pieces. Yeah. They just like overnight, like I, I had literally just started my uh, Instagram and I was at maybe like eight or 900 people following me and really not doing much of anything. And it went from that to like 15,000. Uh, really? You know, in, in a, a week. week. Holy shit. And that's great. It's exciting. And I was like losing my mind over it. But at the same time, the downside to it is it's not a lot of people who give a shit about who or what I am. Right. It's people who saw a thing and want the thing. And how do I get the thing? They hit the follow and I've never heard or seen from them since, yep. you know, so I've got, you know, thousands of followers that don't really, whereas you got followers that are a little more loyal and devoted to you. They know who you are. They know what you're about. It's not, it's not just a, a thing they want, you know? I, yeah. I guess that's from a, a slow, steady, organic uh yeah. build, build building of followers yeah. whereas when you have that rush from something going viral you just get random people that just follow yeah. you you know yeah. so that makes sense yeah. it, it it was insane it was absolutely insane. i mean it, it it's great it's great and i'm not complaining yeah it, it's just that there is there is a weird side to it a kind of a downside to it and and of course then all the you know the copycats and the people steal where, where are we stealing my work everybody's all up in arms now about ai art ai art and you know how it's going to be stealing everybody i have people literally taking my pictures and slapping it on their product and saying you know this is for sale and i can't do anything about it because they're in china oh uh, really you know that's cr and, and probably underpricing you as well oh of course of course and 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 it's not just you know the underpricing it's just that they they have the resources to just kind of mechanize this whole thing and churn out billions of these damn things. And it just kind of takes my thunder. But again, the people that are going for that sort of stuff aren't the people that are going to be buying my work. Right. Right. They, they never would, you know, it's just like, yeah, they're not art collectors. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. They're, they, you know, and I got a lot of, you know, inbox messages that, you know, people, people think it's like Walmart. Like, can I order 20 of these? Can I order? And it's just like, yeah, you got, you know, $50,000. Sure. You can order 20 of them. And people are all like, Oh my God. <laughs> and then the, the, the whole added stress of suddenly going from, ha you know, really just having to hustle to make rent to suddenly having so many people wanting something that you don't have. Right. You don't have it. You know, people are pounding on the door. Where's, where's those werewolves? Search me. <laughs> did you, oh, uh, did you end up molding, doing a mold or anything? Or are they all, are they, yeah, yeah. Cause I, you're I, doing I, them as one-offs, like hand sculpted yeah, each one yeah, before, right? Yeah. I, I was pretty stubborn. Uh, and I still kind of am, uh, you know, I, there's something I about wanted, a one-off piece. Yeah. That's really yeah, special. And, and precious 
not just that, there's also something incredibly draining about doing 50 of the same damn thing. <laughs> yeah, over that's true. <laughs> true. But, you know, it, it is what it is. So I'm trying to do a little bit of both. I'm trying to have, I have the one-offs and then I have the uh, additions. And I, I have a couple of them here. Um, this, this is the one that I'm doing right now, the, uh, the Wear Tiger. Oh, that's awesome. And, that's you know, so I, do cool. these, I do these as, as limited editions. There's only going to be uh, 24 of these. Okay. And this green one, you know, I do a thing where Patreon, they can get even more limited things. They can get the green one. Oh, okay. No one else, you know, and it was the same with the Frankensteins that I did. Uh, Patreon, they could get the black and white version and nobody else could. And I'm going to have some that only Patreon people can buy and, you know, whatever. But I, I still try to have the things that everybody else wants. But it's still it's still a lot of work. And, you know, oh, yeah. Mold- casting and these are all in wood boxes i do all kinds of finishing on them and stuff yeah. like that it, it's a whole project even even molding and casting and doing limited edition it's still more work than most people are just you know popping out things out of a mold and not even touching it right <clears throat> yeah yeah or they're you know I th- i'm sure the the chinese stuff it's like it gets popped out of a mold and um it goes down an assembly line of someone who's just painting black irises and someone who's, you know, and it's like, you know, on the other, for, for us, we're like hand painting each one. And it's like, I just did these, uh, uh, heartbroken minis, these little, uh, those little heads of the, I don't have one in here, but anyway, they're, they're, they all have to be hand painted. It's like, it's actually similar to this, which is, uh, one of my Kickstarter rewards. Cool. Yeah. It's like a paint job about like this, but it's like, and it doesn't seem like much, but you know, it's like in order to do it the way I think it looks good, it takes like, you know, a few days. Cause I'm like layering oil paints cause oil paint sticks like crazy to this, to this resin in a way that acrylic, uh, I haven't been able to get acrylic to stick as well. So it's like, I have to do one thin layer, let it dry. Then yeah. I have to do another yeah. layer to do some detail, let yeah. that dry. And it's like, it's, it's, it's a lot of work. It's it just, you know, even though, you know, you can break it up to where it's like, okay, 30 minutes. And then you wait a day. It's still and you, a lot. You of get time. these people who are like so bent out of shape about the price of, of things. And yet the, the same people will go to a science fiction convention and pay like $300 for a lightsaber. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And then come over and complain about my hundred dollar piece of artwork. Yeah, know? yeah, it's crazy. People don't realize the uh, the the work involved, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's hand it's handmade art. You know, it takes time. Yeah. It should be more expensive. So so it, has that been kind of your main <clears throat> source of income for a while uh, now? Or well, yes, yes. Uh, I'm trying to kind of break away from that because I don't want to be uh, just the gimmick guy, you know, like I don't want to have just one thing. And I mean, I've already got, you know, billions of people trying to take my one thing anyway. So I might start doing other things. And it's like, you got to keep trying to push it and be better and be better and be better so that they can't copy it. Right. um, 
when when I went viral, the 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 benefit of it as well was that my Patreon went up. Oh, good. And that was great. It, it's kind of leveling off now. Uh, I gotta I gotta start boosting it up. It, it I tends know. To Mine is too. Mine's yeah. like this time, this time of year. It, it tends to go. Oh yeah, but, my sales have been not great lately. Oh, I I can pretty much sell everything I make. I just you know, um, I'm you know I'm getting old. I'm I'm like probably about the same age as you. What are you? Twenty <laughs> four. I am fifty five. Fifty five. Yeah, I'm fifty eight yeah. or fifty seven, somewhere around there. I don't even <laughs> one of those. <laughs> I feel it. I feel so like, oh man, and, and like it hits me. Like, man, I'm almost sixty, and I then know. it's just like, you have about like twenty, maybe ten to twenty good years, and <laughs> then it's like I can't imagine doing this when I'm eighty. When I'm eighty, I'm like, how am I going to be doing this? And yeah, then, if we're lucky enough to make it to eighty, that's the thing. Yeah. It's it's like it's yeah, it's so cool. weird. I was just thinking about that the other uh, uh, this morning. I was thinking about. Um, how it's so weird to get old because, you know, it's true what they, what you always hear old people say that, um, you know, they still feel the same as when they're like yeah. 18 yeah. or whatever, like mentally you, you feel like the same as you always did, but you do feel smarter. I feel smarter and yeah. less giving a shit about a lot of things, yeah. but, um, you notice that everything around you're not being marketed to anymore like you were like remember when we were younger everything it's like everything is geared towards 20 30 20 and 30 year olds mostly and so it's mm -hmm. like it's almost like all the attention's on you like you're so super important at that age because you're the so it makes you feel like the world is mine it's all about people my age and then you get to a certain age and it's like no one's marketing anything to you and you and you just see like you know you, you get this feeling like you're sort of being left behind and on one hand it's like oh good <laughs> on the other hand it's like oh man am i um it's i'm on the way out you know you it definitely you feel it i definitely don't feel like the same person i was in my 30s i don't feel that at all no uh, i feel like a very different person now than I was even five years ago. Mm -hmm. like I feel like, like I, I've, when I was, when I was younger, I, I had a real problem with like uh, jealousy. Like I, I couldn't be around artists that were doing good or doing better than me. Cause I was hmm. like, God, this guy's getting all this and I'm not getting nothing. Uh -huh. But I, I've worked through a lot of that kind of stuff. So I'm kind of like at a much calmer place now. And like, yeah, like yeah. I, a lot of better things and i think artistically like i wasn't even near this level i wish i was like in set 30 i wish that right. i was thinking things i wish i could see things the way i do but i still feel like even if i was at this level at 30 it still wouldn't have been good enough like i feel like i'm so far behind everybody else that it's just like a constant catch-up Everybody feels that. I think. I think most artists feel that. My dad said when he he didn't feel like uh, he he really knew how to paint until he was fifty. I remember him yeah. saying that. I was like, "That's crazy," because you've been doing it since I was a little kid. When you're in your thirties, doing amazing stuff. But you know, I I understand it now. I understand. Maybe it. maybe it's like with the internet and all now, because we're we're constantly barraged by it. But I see these like young kids that are just like yeah here's you know i never sculpted before but uh here's something and it's just like 
what the hell? Like <laughs> 20 years into my career, I still wasn't doing that. You yeah, know? Just, yeah, yeah. It's, you've never felt it before. And you just farted that thing out. Yeah. Well, yeah, we didn't have the resources, you know, there, there wasn't like anything. I remember when I was first learning, I'm talking when I was like 12 years old and I was starting to think about sculpting masks. It was hard to find information. There was no internet. You had to find like weird, obscure books on, on stage makeup in order to see how they made a mold for a yep. rubber nose. Which yep. is like, okay, if you make a mold for a rubber nose, <laughs> you know, it's kind of like, I know it's kind of like that. And then you had to, there was like, a, I remember there was, you know, Cinemagic Magazine, which is this weird, obscure little say, say, yep. magazine that had like a whole tutorial on how to make uh, uh, masks. But even then, it always seemed like it was like they were dealing with materials and stuff that I had no idea where they got. Mm -hmm. this like, you couldn't just go down to, you know pearl paint which doesn't even exist anymore right. or whatever and find this stuff it was always like oh what what's that what's i don't even know where you get that yeah. <laughs> now course, like, you go online you can find anything you can find anything and not only can you find the materials like if you're dealing with smooth on they have people there that will give you tutorials yep. they'll show you videos they'll tell you what you need to use to, to do what you got to do so yeah you're right there is a lot more and as far as like uh, filming. Uh oh, I hear the ice cream truck. <laughs> It'd be funny if you ran out the door. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> if I had, if I had a dollar or two, well, who knows how much uh, ice cream is now? I haven't bought it in a long time. Probably need like twenty dollars. Yeah, right. Twenty dollars for a drumstick. Yeah. Every time I go to the the grocery store, I'm I'm thinking it's the '90s, and I bring just enough money for what I got in the '90s, and I always. Have I always have to put stuff back, and it's just like, oh, for God's sakes! I know it's uh, it's so it's 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 so sad. I mean, it's so it's kind of embarrassing to. We grew up in a time where people used cash. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It you was, remember that? Yeah, yeah. Remember going to the grocery store or whatever, and people had to type every damn thing in. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't have that scanning thing. A whole different world. Yeah, I remember when when. Bank cards first started being used, and it was like yeah. a new thing. And yeah, that's a trip. It's cool to watch in a way, but um, it's it's weird to look. You know, it's just I I, I don't want to I don't want to be the old guy reminiscing old guys reminiscing show too much, but I, I it's weird to think back in like you know two thousand doesn't seem that yeah. long ago to me. You know, two thousand ten doesn't seem long at all. It's like 13 no. years ago. 2010 is like, seems like recent memory. It's just weird how time speeds up the older you yeah. get too. We're done with this. It'll be 2050. Yeah. <laughs> but now, nowadays they have, you know, all the digital cameras and stuff like that. Like we, we had to take things, you know, in 35 millimeter film, you had to buy the film, you had to take the shots, you had to send it to processing and hope to God that you got the shit, the shots because the sculpture's already shipped out. Yeah. And you had to know yeah. how to, you had to know how to operate the camera and F stops and all that crazy stuff. There are so many pieces of sculpture and whatnot that I did that I never even bothered to photograph. Right. Now it's like everything is documented. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Everything is documented. Yeah. Our era will definitely be highly documented. Our era, yeah. our era of art artists, you know, probably the most documented 
era of art that's ever existed. But with that yep. comes a bunch of crap because everyone's documenting everything, stuff that shouldn't be documented. Well, the, the, <laughs> problem, the problem I have uh, is with Patreon, it's not just a matter now of uh, having photos of finished work. It's the whole step-by-step-by-step -step -step process. So I'll have like hundreds and hundreds of photos in different folders of like, here's how this thing was put together. Here's how it was sculpted. Here's how it was painted. Mm -hmm. It starts to become this whole thing. Like I got so many folders that I got to go through, and it's just like, oh my god, I just want to get rid of all this stuff. Yeah, like get rid of it. It's gonna be like, oh, where's that photo of you know the time I was working on that thing, and I don't have it. Yeah, yeah, it's a nightmare finding. Yeah, yeah I, I'm so bad at organization too. I really try, but um, I'm not good at it. Uh, yeah, it'd be nice. I mean, have you thought about getting like an assistant to help you? Have you ever? You know, it, it probably would be great, but I'm so neurotic and so full of anxiety that yeah. I don't know that I could do that because... Me too. <laughs> I'm like that too. Like, even if I just had someone coming in here and casting stuff, mm -hmm. I'd be I, all the time and being like, you know, no, you're not doing this right or how's this going? And I'd always be feeling like, you know... I. I, I'd be the guy that ends up spending money on somebody that just cost me money. Like, oops, I just spilled, you know, two gallons of resin on the floor, you know, like that kind of yeah. thing. You know? I need, I mean, I need to get somebody to help with the podcast. That would be such a huge help. Cause I, I, I like have been going, uh, the last couple of weeks I skipped, I only did one every two weeks and man, that was such a huge difference. Cause I've been doing this thing for every week for like six years now or something. And, and it's, and it's just like, I, I got into the routine, but it takes like, you know, the first day that like today, Mondays, which is the interview day, it's like up, you know, I start around, I'll start the interview at one and it's like the first part of the day, it's hard to get going on a painting. You know, I got this painting I'm working on and it's like, you don't want to get going and then have to stop. So yep. that's, so it's like, then you do the interview last an hour and a half, an hour or whatever. And then you kind of come down from that. A little bit because you're sort of hyped and amped and then it's like three four o'clock and then it's just like so basically what i'm saying is the first day gets blown <clears throat> second day is editing which doesn't take that long but it takes enough time like it okay. ends up being an hour or two and then you have to post it on upload it and it's just like my first two days get blown of the week so then it's like i've got Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And I end up not taking the weekends off because I'm working like full time after that. So I really want to get someone. I'm putting the call out there. Anybody listening, if you want a job putting editing this podcast, I guess I'm asking you asking you now to hit me up because um, that would be really helpful because uh, I need to start doing that. I got someone that helps me cast, which is great and does help me does my shipping and stuff now so it's like my daughter-in-law comes and helps and helps me and stuff so i got some help which it's it's so worth it um but man there's certain things i just can't i have to I feel like i have to do myself because i i just want them done right you know oh yeah oh yeah i mean i it, it's weird because I've, I've worked in other studios um you know, I used to do um, miniature golf sculptures and stuff like that. And I was in charge of lots of people. So I know how to 
relegate things and have this person do that, that person do that. But as soon as it becomes mine, it's a whole different thing. <laughs> yeah. It's, whole, it's like, no, you're doing it wrong or you know, it's just <laughs> not doing enough. You're, you're, you know, whatever. But yeah. yeah, I probably, probably could use some help. I don't know. Like if, these, you, these, if you could find someone in your, in your area is the thing. Cause you're, you're maybe in an area that it would be harder. I'm in, to... a, I'm in a weird area. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> but there might be just the right person in that area. That's like another weirdo yeah. like you that like would, you know, would just, you guys would just hit it off, you know? You never know. You, you have to know. group together. Stranger things have happened. I, I know that uh, these two guys back here aren't aren't much help at all. <laughs> yes, they're. I remember when you found those dogs. Yeah, I remember. I I remember saying that you're gonna you're gonna fall in love with these dogs. You're gonna you're gonna keep these dogs. I I, oh. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. I kind of felt it too. <laughs> it was it was really kind of just strange because you know. I'm, I'm sitting here in the studio. I hear these dogs barking at the door. I open the door and literally they just walked right in. And they never left. That's just it. <laughs> I mean, that's like meant to be when something like that happens where it's like yeah. the dog literally comes to your door, barks and yeah. then comes in. It's like, it's like yeah. having a dog delivery service. You can't get better than that. And they just, they just walked around the place, scoped it out and then went and sat on the couch. <laughs> It's so good having them around. They're such great uh, companions for the studio. Yeah, the, I wouldn't have gotten through the whole past few years without them. I mean, because yeah. I think the, the last time we talked, it was like it was right before I got them. And it was also before the pandemic mm -hmm. that made everything crazy. Because first off, I've moved out to a town that I don't know anybody. I'm, I'm in a studio. I, I live and I work alone, you know, and it's just like suddenly everything's going shut down. I would have been like, bum, 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 bum. Well, I kind of am, but <laughs> they kind of give me something to, yeah. To focus on and be okay with. And, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, they get you out for walks and they, you know, they keep you kind of, I don't know. They, they're like very grounding. I find them very grounding pets to be, just to get you outside of your own head in a way too. And folk, you know, outside and thinking about someone else other than yourself, like, you know, taking care of them. Cause, cause when you're alone as an artist, you tend to just be like in your head all the time. I think. Yes. Yes. Very much so. <laughs> at least, at least having, having them around has been, you know, a little bit of comfort. Actually, it's been a lot of it, a lot of comfort. I, I love them. I love them very much. Yeah. They're great dogs. I see the pictures. I hear the stories. Very, very good for a change. They're usually <laughs> up and all over the place. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, we just got an, our new one, too, because baby girl died. I don't know. It was like a month and a half ago. Just kind of yeah. suddenly. But we ended up getting this pit bull that the grandkids named Valentine. And she is just the coolest, coolest dog. So nice. So sweet. Yeah. Just amazing. Um, my neighbor is afraid of dogs. She's never had a dog. I think she got bit by a dog when she was a kid and she, she never touches them, never anything about dogs. She freaks out. And for some reason, I brought the dog. I saw her out and I brought the dog behind. I was like, she's really, really nice because she's super, super nice. 
uh, pit bull, uh, I think Staffordshire bull terrier or something. And she, for some reason she pet the dog and she's like, Oh my God. And like the dog licked her and was really sweet to her. And she's like, that's the first dog I think I've ever pet in my life. And it was a pit bull. <laughs> and it's like, you know, really, really, uh, Pit bulls are, you know, sweet, friendly dogs. Yeah. People think they're not. These these two are are hell on earth. They're little monsters. <laughs> they, they will attack anything. Well, they they actually they 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 love people. Mm-hmm. They love people. They love little kids. They love adults. Anybody that comes here, they have to say hello to them. They're they're jumping all over the place. But they see another dog, they lose their mind. Birds out the window all day, but the one thing is, there's a couple of pit bull mix dogs around in the neighborhood, and those are the only dogs that these two seem to like. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Every other dog, but they they like the pit bulls. Huh. Yeah, yeah, I swear, I swear by one pit bulls. One time, Waffles was being chased by a um, a big dog, and uh, I was walking, I was walking the dogs, and. This area, so many people just let the dogs out. They don't put them on leashes. They don't watch them or anything. And this big dog comes running out of nowhere and goes for Waffles. Waffles is jumping all around. He twisted out of his harness somehow. So he's running around. The the big dog got a hold of him. And Lady, without without hesitating at all, she was like right on it. She grabbed that dog by the nuts and held him. She just held that dog. She bit under the nuts? She just clamped onto that dog's nuts and she would not let go. Oh my God, that's perfect. (laughs) Fierce. That's amazing. Waffles is a a little fragile boy, but lady, she's she's a tough egg. Do you live there? Do you live in the studio? No. Oh, okay. I wish I I could, but uh, it's weird. I just found out today there's a church across the, uh, the, the field over here an old abandoned church that they're converting into live work studio space. Mm. So I don't know what that's going to amount to, but I wish this was live work studio yeah. space. It's just work. Yeah. So the, but the dogs yeah. live there or do they go home with you? Uh, a little bit of both yeah. because it, it's, it's, it's a room in a woman's house and she has a cat. Oh, okay. And, and even, even on the days when the cat isn't there, they got a mind like a steel vice. If they saw the cat on the couch once, they expect the cat to be on the couch every goddamn <laughs> time. So every time they pass the couch, cat or no, they jump up barking and screaming. Yeah. And then they're sitting at the, the bedroom door the whole time wanting to get out and go find the cat. Yeah, so they're, right. But they don't mind. They don't mind being in there. They have a little kennel. Oh, I'm sure. Here. Yeah, I'm sure. That's a they big, it's a big space. You have a big studio. It's really nice. Huge studio. That's the one really great thing. So I have a great studio space. It's, yeah. it's I can do whatever I want. I mean, this whole thing behind me, um, you know, just yeah. kind of, I mean, that is, uh, that's just sort of a thing that I started um, mostly because I got the space. And two, uh, it's something I just want to do. And three, it kind of works out as a Patreon 
uh, teaching oh, mechanism. Cool. I show how I do it on Patreon. And ultimately, you know, I expect to get a lot more of it done. And it could be like a, you know, for, for stuff like this, it's kind of cool to have like a, a backdrop or, yeah, you know, great. models wanted to have a backdrop and come in and use the studio and whatever. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of cool because I do, I do um, workshops here as well. Oh, I didn't so, know that. Yeah. From time to time. I haven't done it much lately because of the pandemic, but mm. I'm starting to think about doing it again. Just to have like sculpture classes, painting classes and whatnot. Cool. And having something like this just kind of makes it more of a, uh, kind of more like the, the, the students are coming into Willy Wonka's factory. You know? Oh yeah. Except, yeah. Except I, I don't, I don't kill them. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't I don't drown anybody in milk chocolate here. We, we don't, we don't. Uh, yeah. This but is it, a, it, it's, I mean, every shop I worked at a makeup effect shop I worked in had like a display room. It's like, yeah. it's cool to do yeah. that. You know, especially if you're bringing clients in, um, just to have cool decor. I mean, for people who aren't watching this on YouTube and listening, this is like a wall. You want to describe it? The idea behind it? It, it really just started that I wanted to make a movie set. You know, I uh, really just wanted to do like a, a, a set piece. Okay. And my, my, the, the, the seed that was planting it in my head was I was looking at Harry Potter when he was down in the uh, chamber of secrets and those big heads and everything all over the place. I was just like, well, that'd be kind of cool just to do like a little thing. And like everything that I do, it starts off being one thing and just goes left and then goes into something completely different. Mm -hmm. Now it's, it, it's going to be kind of a catacombal kind of thing, but there's also, going to be different elements to it. Like, um, I don't know how much I can show, but like, uh, up yeah. above, I, I wanted it to, to change into more like iron girders and stuff like that. And I want to have a giant robot reaching over. Oh it. man, that's so cool. Giant robot head in his hand. That is and so then, cool. And over more towards this side where that big window is, it'll go more into like a sci-fi kind of looking thing with like, you know, Borg-esque kind of thing. That's amazing. And, just something to have around to make the place a little more interesting. And yeah. to, it, 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 it helps for a lot of reasons. Not only does it get your Patreons, not only does it get people coming into the studio for um, classes and whatnot, but it also helps to build kind of like this whole image of this weird guy, you know, with the shop and, you know, people with people on social media will look at it and they're like, Oh, I want to come see that. You know, I don't mm -hmm. want to, there and it, and it just you know it just it just feeds into itself yeah I, I i uh when i worked at rick baker's shop he had it was so cool you walk in the front door and it's a bit you know huge huge space and to the left is a big graveyard like a forced perspective graveyard with like a mural um painted of a, like a uh moonlit night and then there was like cutaway under i i think i'm remembering this correctly it's like the ground plane was sort of like a cross section so you could see corpses in there in the ground mm -hmm. and then you look to the right and it's all done up like a castle like oh, he's cool. yeah and uh, he ha had these flying monkey 
gargoyles from the Wizard of Oz perched all over the place. And it was, it was, you know, it was insane. Marble. He hit at night. It, like, you know, it's basically the inside of the shop was done up like an old Gothic castle. And cool. uh, yeah, it's like, you know, what we would do if we had the, that kind of money <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It also takes a lot of time. Yeah. You know? Well, it was like, you know, he, he didn't do it. He had like a, he hired a bunch of, you know, he's got his people and I think yeah, to keep them, to keep them around when things are slow, he'd have them work on this stuff. It's really, really great. Uh, I'm sure he designed it, but but uh, he had all these hands to create this stuff for him. I would. Totally it's it's also good to have something like this around, though, just to take a break from all the. Yeah. Uh, you know, like when I'm working on this, I'm working on what I want to do, and there's, I'm not doing it to sell anything. I'm not doing it. To, I know. It's it's just a me thing. You it's know? it's funny how you know you get into this fine art thing to do your own thing because you don't want to be told what to do and then and then when that thing gets commodified to a point to where it's like oh shit it's like i'm working them this is like working my old job again even though i'm painting the paintings i want to do i'm still on a deadline i still have to get it i have to do all this stuff so you know you're you're then you have like okay well this stuff i other stuff i want to do that doesn't have money tied to it i can do it like on the weekend and so it's like I feel like I, I escaped makeup effects because I wanted to do my own thing and, and get out of having a regular job. And I went into a job where I worked twice as much. Yep. <laughs> and it's like the same thing though. During the week I'm doing like a job. And then I, if I'm lucky on the weekend, I can squeeze in the stuff I'm really, you know, really want to do. That That's it. Exactly. And so <laughs> can't win. Don't, <laughs> don't get that aspect of it, that it's, when you're doing this, you're working twice, three times, four times as hard because you're probably just like me. I work all the time. Yep. There's never a day that I'm not working. There's yep. never If I'm awake, I'm in the studio and I'm working. And to that, I just want to say that even if I'm just sitting here not working, that's working. Right. That's all part of it. You know, sometimes you're just sitting here staring at something. That's part of it. Yeah, that, thinking. You you. You can't take that out of it. You can't just be constantly, you know, there, there's a lot of just, you know, frustration. There's a lot of anxiety about stuff. There's a lot of just shutting down. And right. Fighting stuff, you know, like this damn thing I've changed and rechanged so many damn times. And, you know, it's a lot of work. It's work. It is. But, you know, if you think about it, uh, I mean, I'm sure you like to work. You like to work on this stuff. I like to work. On, I like to work on. I like to work. I like to work on stuff I'm interested in, and yeah. you know. But there is a point where it's like this is too much. I, I don't want to be working this much. But but on the other hand, it's like the trade off is still worth it. It's still oh, worth yeah. it, you know, because um, you you. I just, I just wish that the. Uh, Money wasn't so much driving force. I know, like, I know, it I, sucks, I man. Back a little bit of that, like a little like bit, a, just a little bit, <laughs> just like give us yeah. a little bit of a break. Like, like to have the next two months' rent already in the bank. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that would be amazing. <laughs> that would be nice. <laughs> you know, that's all. You know, just just to know that, like, God forbid, something happens to the dogs, and I got to go to the vet today. That I have the money for it. You right. Know? That, right. Yeah. 
but I don't have to, you know, wear my shoes until they literally fall apart. I know. You know? It's like we're not looking for Lamborghinis or anything. It's just yeah, like <laughs> I just I just want to exist and I just want to be able to to pay my bills, you know, go to the dentist from time to time, yeah. every night. <laughs> And make stuff. Make and, stuff. And, so what I was gonna my, what I was gonna say was, you know, sure, we're missing out on what are we missing out on though? Like going out and hanging out at a what club or a bar or it's like, you know, as much as our our time is taken up creating artwork, that you know what else you have to live a life you have to spend time living doing something so at least we've got things that we're proud of to show for it whereas if you're just kind of like going to the bar every night or every weekend it's like yeah. you don't have anything you know what do you have to show for that i guess experience maybe but i don't know i feel like every every art piece especially the ones that you're really into are like a, a real real deep experience and really enjoyable too when you get in the in the flow and uh it's just so much fun sometimes it's like i don't want them to i want them to keep going like i don't want to finish them because they're so much fun sometimes <laughs> not always. yeah yeah <laughs> like like i i started uh i started these guys i'll show you i re i recently uh got some uh monster clay that i've never worked with oh before. cool and I just started kind of playing around with it. And, oh, that's uh, great. Yeah, I love just it. Just doing things I want to do, and and that's kind of fun. I, I, I will say I got into that and kind of got swept away with it because I'm avoiding, you know, putting these the guys together. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know, man. I'm so into, like, creating something new. Yeah. Yeah. That that yeah, like like I can sit there, you know, with the with the TV on, you know, with some old movie, you know. Yeah, that's exactly what I do. I could just work all night, and I'm fine. But the minute the minute it's like where you have to do it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's hard. To, it's hard to do that. You have to really discipline yourself. It's yeah. not easy, you know. It's it's really it's not what I thought it was going to be, and it's not like anybody thinks it is when you say you're an artist. It's not it's it's uh it's very difficult there's a lot of weird difficulties that you never expect that i never expected you know just the, yeah the business you know it's like here's the thing that this is what drives me nuts about it it's like i'm and i hate this i'm constantly thinking about money constantly constantly yeah. and i fucking hate that it's like it's so gross and and i'm not even like an anti-money person. It's like, I'm good. I like having money. I'm good with, I am not like I have trouble with having money. Like a lot of artists do, but it's like, man, I don't want to fucking think about it 24 seven, right. you know? And, and you have to, because it's like, that's, that's the way the business is, you know? And so you have to think it's just like gross. That's the best word I could describe it as gross. Yeah. It's like you sit down and you think like, man, uh, like but this is this is what people think being an artist is. They think it's like, ah, oh, what am I going to make today? <laughs> I know I'm going to make, uh, you know, a kangaroo flying an airplane and, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. No, it's like, 
what am I going to make that I can sell? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. What am I going to make that can pay the rent this month? Oh, I got this bill. What can I make for exactly three hundred and ninety-five dollars? Totally, man. It's not like you know you could just be like, okay, what am I? It's 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 always a balance of what this is for me. It's like what can I do that I love that I can also sell and make money from. It's right. never right. just what can I do that I what I would love right. to do. Never because it's if it was, right. I would probably take a couple of weeks and go make a bunch of music or something, you know, or something oh. super experimental, you know, Hold that okay. <laughs> We're just looking at the dogs here in the chair. What, what, what I, what I heard, um, somebody was telling me that, uh, they talked to Greg Hildebrandt and like, he was talking about doing personal projects and what he does is he gets up, at like four in the morning every day and puts in four hours on his own thing. Mm -hmm. Then he goes back to bed and the, when he gets up, he goes, does, and I don't know if this is true or not, but I'm thinking like, boy, that sounds like, like a good idea. If you just, if you just commit, you know, a certain amount of time each day or each week, do something you really love, right. you know, and you can do it. Uh, but that's harder. To, that's harder to actually do than to say, because as soon as you start doing something you, you really love, you're like, oh, I really should stop now. Uh, yeah, you get obsessed. You get on a flow. You don't want to stop it, you know? That, exactly. But to, to, to what we're saying, this this has been my love project is my Batmobile. Oh, cool. <laughs> That's awesome, man. I've been working on this thing for fucking years, man. <laughs> <laughs> what did you start with? Uh, it started with... Uh, Rigid foam, mm. uh, insulated foam, and uh, I just coated the the I, I I carved it in like no time, and this was this was actually right back when you and I were first connecting because it was right about the time that I was doing stuff for um, conjoined. Oh, okay, and, right. And remember, I don't know if you remember that skull I did with the pipes coming out of his head. The mm -hmm. big yeah. Well, it was at the same time that I did him. I figured, wow, that was fun to do. And it didn't take me that much time. I'm going to do a Batmobile. <laughs> I'm going to do a Batmobile. And I thought I would do it the same exact damn way. You know? But I don't know what it was with this. It was a complete different thing. Because I think because it's a um, machined, you know, it's got to be precise yeah, lines. Yeah, symmetrical. And Well, I, I'm not doing symmetrical because... Uh, I don't know if you can even see much of this, but uh, it, it's it's kind of wonky. Oh, so oh, cool. So you're kind of doing it in your like distorted style. Yeah, oh, that's the, a the, what a great idea. Yeah, that's a cool yeah, idea. It, it's kind of skidding. Oh, I you love know, that. I love that. On one wheel, the other wheel's going to be shooting off. Oh, that's so cool. And Wonder Woman and stuff like that. It's, it's going to be a lot involved in it. And you know, the first thing that I thought of. Is like, what? oh man, you're gonna be able to sell that thing so easily. <laughs> See, I was never I even <laughs> selling. It was just that's what I wanted to do. But I, I guess I guess my point is that you gotta find time to to do those things. You gotta you gotta squeeze in where you can to get those little bits of joy because everything else is just a grind. Yeah. I mean Behind this wall is my my workshop where it's just you know 
here's where I cast. Here's where I pull things out of the mold. Here's where I clean. Here's mm -hmm. where I sand. Just like, and you probably get this where you're spending days where you're just constantly filthy. Yeah. Just oh yeah. Stuff. And, and, it, it could just, it could just like be like, oh, I'm just so tired of getting up every day and being covered in fucking goo and whatever else is all over me. Yeah. <laughs> and and I, another thing with me is, I, over the years I've been exposed to so much bad crap that I'm now hyper allergic to everything. Oh, really? Everything. Yeah. If I if I work with plaster. Boom. If I work with, if I'm sanding wood, it, it gets on my skin and my skin just goes bananas. Oh God. Uh, so you wear one I, of those Tyvek suits all the time when you work? Should. I should. <laughs> uh, but I don't. I wear gloves. I, I do what I can, but it's like I got to space it out. Like I can only work on certain things for like the Batmobile. That's made out of, um, not magic sculpt, the other stuff, the abs epoxy. Uh, the two-part epoxy, you ever work with that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 oh, oh. Uh, uh, it, it, it's, it's, it's basically an epoxy. Aves, Avs, is that the stuff you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. There's, yeah. there's also another brand called uh, Magic Sculpt, mm -hmm. which is um, Magic basically, Magic Sculpt is the same kind of stuff, but I think Magic Sculpt is a little more toxic. Oh, is it? A little bit more. I've I've heard rumors that Magic Sculpt, and you know, I don't want any lawsuits on me, but I've heard that it, it could cause nerve damage if you're not careful. Uh, um, well, I, but, I, I use that Ave stuff because because it comes colored, comes black, you know. Yeah, yeah. Different I think colors. Magic does too. Oh, does it? The only reason I really switched was because um, Magic Sculpt was readily available when I was near New York. But now that I'm out here, I could only find the abs. So I use okay. that. Uh, but that stuff will will get on me and destroy me. So I can only work on the Batmobile like one day. And then I got to take four days off. You know? <laughs> I can work on this for another day. And then I can work on like I got I got to kind of space it all out. Like today I can sand. This day I can do that. Today I can do that. Painting, I can do all the time. Painting doesn't bother me. Hmm. I can work with Super Sculpey, and that doesn't bother me. Yeah. I can work with the um, Monster Clay and stuff like that. It's all well and fine. It's just any of the like the more... Epoxy-type Yeah, epoxy-type or what, plaster. What do you, uh, how do you like the Monster Clay? What did you get? What, what grade did you get? <clears throat> medium, I got soft? The medium. Yeah, medium's, medium's the one. But I think I, I think I want to get the heart because uh, I came I came up through uh, the toy industry working with Castellines. Oh, so Castellines, yeah. Hard chunk of you know solid thing. Uh, the medium's okay, but I think a hard you can get a little more refined detailing. I think I think. Yeah, you know? yeah. Try it. Uh, you know when I when I want to get the stuff. <clears throat> really hard the medium i just put it in the freezer for a little there's, bit and then it gets really hard but then i forget about it and you know <laughs> later and it's a frozen chunk of ice <laughs> i love it though i love that stuff i i, I still you know go between shavant 
NSP medium and monster clay medium grade. Those are my two go-to clays and wed for big stuff. I got a big box of wed and I never really used it. Uh, I did one thing, but I did over uh, foam. Mm -hmm. And I guess that was my mistake because I even talked to you about it when I was doing it. And you were telling me, oh, you, you, you can't put it on top of something because that encourages it to crack. Right, right. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Uh, you can't. Well, it's been so long. I mean, we sculpted suits over people. It's just that you have to keep it wet constantly yeah. and put like wet paper wet uh paper towels or wet towels and then a bag so at the end of the day you have to bag it up as mm -hmm. long as you keep it a certain level of wet it won't crack you know it's it's but, but then how do you mold? how do you mold it if it's wet well you you let it dry out you let it you because you do want to that get it, get it to that point where um uh you want you want to be able to carve it because that's what's so nice about wet is that it as it dries it gets it's got um silica in it which is also why it's toxic the dust of wed because it's got silica mixed in so when it dries not totally dry but as it stiffens up it's really nice it's almost like a wax it's almost like monster clay when it gets starts to to stiffen up and you can get really great carving it's real smooth and mm. silky but if it's too thin on spots it will it'll crack as soon as it starts to dry out so you have to make sure it's like a certain thickness yeah and kind of you know as much of an even thickness as you can but i remember we do like body suit sculptures and where the say that this the sculpture would blend off right here because you had gloves that were going to cover it everywhere it was thin where it would start to blend off it would just flake and crack and you just yeah, had to keep right. wetting that area it's just you know one of the things you got to deal with Hmm. You know, so, um, but I, I remember, you know, maybe sealing, sculpting wet stuff over foam, over hard foam, but sealing it with shellac, drilling a bunch of drills, uh, screws in it, and then wrapping it right. with wire so that it grabs and then just keeping it like, you know, nice and thick. And then it could get firm enough to where you could carve it. And not crack, but anywhere it was thin, it would just, and sometimes it even, even it would crack in certain spots and you had to kind of go and like fix it. If you waited, if you're working on it too long, hmm. but, but it, you can just bust things out so fast. That's what's so good about it. It's like so soft when you start with it. Well, that's what I like about the monster clay too, is that you can get things going pretty fast mm -hmm. in comparison to like castling, which would take 20 years to get something just yeah. fucked out. Yeah, I like that you can uh, microwave it too. You just put the little tray in the microwave and heat it up, and and uh, well, you could do that with castelline, but castelline, you know, isn't the castelline like liquid, and then it kind of gets hard, whereas monster clay's got more of a, a, a an area in there, whereas it's cooling, it's like more like doughy. What what it seems to me is that monster clay is a little more of a greasy wax kind right. of thing, where castelline is more of a hard wax, like a jeweler's wax. Right. So you're like building it up when it's wet, kind of when it's liquid. You, you do that. You could do that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've worked with it a little bit. I I actually like working with it. It's just that it's very time consuming. Yeah. Um, 
because uh, like what you do is you, you microwave it to a certain point and then you can kind of mount it, you can sort of shape it, but it hardens pretty quick. And once it's hardened, then it's a lot of reduction. It's a lot of carving yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you could even then, s- sand it too, you, right? You can sand it and polish it. File it. It, yeah, yeah, you can get really sharp, crisp details in it, and then you have like torches and your tools. You heat up the tools, and the you you, you have the, the the liquid stuff. You can add more to it. Mm-hmm. You know, okay, but right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes what will happen is where you're adding the liquid to the already hot, the cured stuff is the 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 bond doesn't take as well, yeah. and you'll have that are falling apart constantly. Yeah. yeah. Like I was making a skeleton out of it and every damn time, you know, the ribs would just keep falling off because <laughs> if you it melted that damn rib onto it. It just, it wouldn't stick. Whereas right. if I do the monster clay, it'll, it'll just be like, boop, 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 boop. Do you know those, uh, the, the, the Aurora monster model kits, you know, those yes. from when of we course. were kids. Yeah, of course. Um, I, my friend told me those things were, those were sculpted in, acetate they were like hard they were like carved and sanded out of plastic some hmm. something called acetate which you know i know acetate is like a thin like plastic right but right. i think that's what he said it was acetate so it was some way of like you know it sounded like carving out of wood or something where you kind of form it when it's hot and then it's all dremeling and sanding wow isn't that a trip and it kind of it, it makes sense when you look at those kits because they are very like slick and really like the 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 capes and stuff and the pants and the they're very right. like super smoothed out and mm. yeah I, I uh that's i i always thought that was a trip um they were like tooled you yeah, know, it was more like a tooling thing, like a carving tooling hard plastic material, which is weird. And they glow in the dark. Yeah. <laughs> you you do a lot of glow in the dark stuff. Oh man, I so love glow in the dark. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. I finally found I found a resin called Siltec from uh Silpack that's a shatter resistant resin. It's got right. it's slight it's like it's got it's slightly rubberized but not to where you can even bend it you don't really feel it mm-hmm. it's it feels like a hard piece but but if you have you know regular like uh the cheaper um that tan urethane resin the stuff that comes out kind of tan uh okay. sure i've got some around somewhere like this stuff i don't know have you ever right. seen stuff that's kind of yellowish? Is that Mitch Devane sculpted a John Carradine death mask or life mask? Cool. Yeah. Yeah. He was amazing. It's funny. You remind me of Mitch a little bit, just kind of your, your look um, and vi- general vibe. <laughs> oh. he, he was like, he did these things for fun. It's like he would take a life cast and it's so real. I mean, it's like, I remember when I first was showing it to people, they didn't believe me that it was, they thought it was a scan, but it's like hand. It looks exactly like it. He was like a reprodu- reproducing machine. 
Like he could just reproduce anything exact and he would do like all kinds of measurements. He would know how to shrink things down. Anyway, um, this stuff is brittle. This is like the cheaper, um, really thin. It's, it, it looks like, uh, I don't know, whiskey or something. When you mix it, it's like dark brown. And, and it, but it's like, if you, if you threw it on the ground, it would shatter. And this other stuff I got, um, the Siltec stuff, which is this, is like there's, it won't shatter. It's like it's, it's hard, but but it's it's got a certain amount of give, so it's shatterproof. So anyway, it comes like uh, semi-transparent, <clears throat> right? And so you can tint it, and you can put glow powder in it. It just glows like crazy. So so it's it doesn't it's not a hundred percent clear, but nothing I need nothing I um need to cast is ever 100% clear. So it's great. There's so much more available now in as far as plastics and oh, resin. No. Yeah. that were, you know, 30, 40 years ago. Oh yeah. 20 years ago. Yep. I mean I, have you ever worked with um what's it Cosclay? It's like a super sculpey that's flexible. I have some, but I've never tried it. I started yeah. messing with it and then I got sidetracked, but I do have it's, some. It's a little weird. Like I, I personally wasn't thrilled by it. A lot of people I know really love it. What, what's the, what's the purpose though? <laughs> well, the purpose is that like, let's say you're doing Medusa. Okay. And you want to have all these snakes coming out of her head, but you don't want the snakes breaking. You can do them in cosplay. It's flexible. You can put okay, a wire. That's right. It's literally bendable after it's been been. How cured. far does how far does it bend before it will break? I've seen people do some pretty good, you know, like even articulated hands where the the fingers could open and close. Really? You know? So yeah, oh, I mean, cool. as long as wires in there, it it it, it you know, it, it's not going to be like uh, like rubber, but right. it, close to it. That's cool. But that the problem I had with it was that it was too rubbery, like. When I'm working with Super Sculpey, I like to get it to a certain point and then bake it just slightly. And then it's a little bit kind of hard on the outside. And you can kind of take a scraping tool and kind of work. Yeah, it. You can, yeah. It's kind of soft enough that you can sort of do stuff with it. And, you know, it's it's a lot of uh, sanding and scraping when I'm doing Super Sculpey. But I couldn't do that with the cons clay. Right. Because if I tried to scrape it, it just kind of. It, it it didn't do it. It, it 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 doesn't it didn't sand well from what I tried. Okay, but it's wrong. I don't know. So, what's your preferred sculpting medium? If you take take it into like take uh, assuming that what whatever you were sculpting can be made into the final product in some other way, where that's not a consideration. How you're casting or molding it, or whether it's a one off. What's your favorite sculpting material? Okay. I'll, I'll break it down to you in another ways. One of the things that I really enjoy doing, the things that I love doing are the big things. Mm. Now, this guy here, this is That's so cool. Rigid foam uh, with, with plaster. Wow. And, <laughs> That's so it's, cool. It's a lot of 
carving the foam to a certain point and then brushing on the plaster, layering the plaster and sanding it away. The, th the thing about this though is uh, this is this this head is super lightweight. Mm -hmm. You know, you can, it's huge. I can get all kinds of detail with it, but plaster is messy. I'm highly allergic to it, and uh, he has a whole body that I did that kind of got broken apart because it was only made out of plaster. I'm making a new body for him. It's going to be a um, soft foam body. Mm. And he's going to be wearing clothes, so it's going to be a different kind of thing. So that if if I have to take him around to a show or whatever, he 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 transports easier than a big plaster thing. That's that's a downside of plaster is it it will break. Yeah. But a piece a piece like this won't. This 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 is good, but the whole damn skeleton. <sighs> I don't know. Can you see that? No. That pull it. Pull it a little more in. Can you bring it? Up? Oh yeah. Is oh cool. Yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. I made I made a whole skeleton form, and it, it was just I should have had like a steel armature in there so that it didn't wobble. Yeah yeah yeah. Any of that just broke the plaster all to pieces. So so he's getting he's getting a new body that's going to be a lot more sustainable to him, but. If I, if I could, I would just do a lot more of this kind of thing. Like, like even the piece that I did for your, your, your show, the, that was very similar to this guy. Mm -hmm. That was a lot of fun to do. Like I like working big. Yeah. I like doing just whatever the hell I want to do. Yeah. That carving foam is really great. That's something I, I have done on a very limited basis, but I always really loved it. It's just so messy. You know, carving that, you get little gran granular. It it's messy, yes. Granular pieces all over, and it's like you kind of really should wear a respirator and a. That's the thing. I I've done thirty years of not doing that, which is why I have lung problems now and skin problems. Yeah, yeah. You know, they say find what you like and let it kill you. I took that literally. It's good. <laughs> But, but that, that's something I really enjoy. I really enjoy doing things out of foam, big, plaster is fun, and you can, you can get so much nice texture, and, and plaster just takes the paint so nicely. How do, you, uh, how do you texture plaster? I mean, how do you, like, smooth out your texture on plaster? Do you, like, use, like, a steel wool or something, or...? Uh, like well, if you're going to do wrinkles or something, fine wrinkles. Uh, that's tricky. Uh, I would, I would, I would do a, um, like I use a lot of these guys. Rasps. Okay. You just kind of go yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes you sense. Um, and it's, and it's a lot of just building up. Taken away, building up, taken away, building up, you know. And you, you try to get as much of the structure and everything there in the foam so that the plaster is just kind of coating it, coating it, coating right. it. But you can add bits and details to it depending on how thick you make the plaster, too. That's true. That's true. You can brush it on 
or you can kind of get it goopy and sort of spoon it on. Mm-hmm. You can wait for it to get a little bit hard and then you can kind of press it and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. You so could also probably like- carve deep, rough wrinkles and then paint coat it, coat it yeah. so that rounds things out. Yeah. 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 What a trip. Yeah. It, so- it sounds really fun. <laughs> it, it is. And, and I would be doing a lot more of that if I wasn't allergic to it. Yeah. Uh, so that's the one thing. I also like doing the epoxy stuff because that's indestructible. Yeah, I know. That is nice. It's like a my, rock. My, bat- <laughs> my Batmobile can take a bullet. Yeah. You know, <laughs> shoot that damn thing and it ain't going to break. I have no fear of shipping that anywhere. Yeah. Because, you know, plaster stuff. Uh, I just shipped out a um, monster plant that was done in the same way as a skull it was rigid foam and then coated with plaster and what i did was i uh i flocked it so it looked like it was all mossy and stuff like oh, that cool but i had to ship that to texas and that was a nightmare that was an absolute because it was huge it was like a big plaster sculpture and i was like so having panic and anxiety about shipping this thing okay so how did you ship this well do you have to get a custom I, custom crate made and all that no, I did it all. Um, what I did was uh, first I um, built a box like right up against it with thin insulation foam. Okay. And then I covered it with garbage bags and I did a, uh, it was actually like four pieces that pulled out with expandable foam. Mm-hmm. So it was in that, if you if you just imagine the sculpture encased in expandable foam, you can buy that, those little packets of like they're plastic bags that you kind of crush, and it has a foam mixture oh, cool. in there, and it, and it fills up for you to like, you know, for smaller pieces. I just use great stuff. What's that? Uh, I use great stuff. What's great stuff? <laughs> I love all the technical talk. Uh, I'm a, I love, I love this stuff. So hopefully you guys enjoy it. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh okay. Um, so wow. what I do is I cover the uh, the sculpture with a garbage bag, spray the great stuff in there, and it filled up and it filled the box. How big is it? It was huge. We're, we're talking massive. How many cans did it take? That must have taken oh, a lot of a lot of cans. <laughs> <laughs> it took a lot of cans. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But but that alone, it still wouldn't have been okay because okay, the, the pieces encased is not going to shake around or anything like that. But then I had to take that box and put it in a bigger box of packing peanuts. Oh my god! Always double box if you're shipping yeah, a yeah. stuff. And, you know, I used to be like, oh, you know, it's going to cost so much to do it. It's worth it. It's worth to to, to do it right, pay what it's going to cost yep. to ship it. It'll be a nightmare. It gets broken. Yeah. It, it got there. It got there in perfect condition. So. Wow. Was and the... Even, even the stuff I shipped out to you at uh, Copro always got there pretty much okay. I think there was one, the little piece of an ear broke off. Of yeah. God. Yeah. 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 I remember that. So was it wood or cardboard was your outer box? Cardboard. Oh, that's cool. But but it was a $50 box. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was 
dense, dense cardboard. Man, I got I got shipped. I need to find out what kind of box it was. I got stuff shipped from. Um, it was really interesting. I'd never had painting shipped this way before. Um, maybe because they were ovals. They were o- oval, weird frames I made with like little points on each, all four points, and um, eleven by fourteen ovals. And it was Bain Art Gallery in uh, Australia, and they sent one the unsold ones back to me. They got this cardboard that was really strong. It's like the strongest cardboard I'd ever seen or felt. And they just put like one sheet of cardboard, and they put the um, painting up against it, and then they wrapped it with saran wrap all around. And then they made a bigger box, and then they slid all of the paintings in this box but the box itself was like strongest cardboard i'd ever seen yeah it was amazing it's like i need to get that kind of cardboard because that it, cardboard comes from wakanda and it's got uh adamantium in it vibranium <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> vibranium is what comes from wakanda i'm sorry so did so uh okay how did you ship it what service did you use it had to go UPS because it was too big for the post office and FedEx charges like $3 million for anything to go anywhere. Wow. And, uh, yeah. FedEx is so expensive, but I tell you, it, it, it was, it, it was nerve wracking for a guy like me. I, I suffer from anxiety. So I was just like completely shut down for the whole damn time that this was going in transit. And, uh, but now that I've done it, I'm like, okay, I can ship big things now because right. now I know how to, do it. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's, okay, I, I did that. So now, now it's, you know, but again, I, if I, if I do a plant like that again, it's not going to be done that way. I, 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 I'm kind of reckless with a lot of the things I start out because I'm, I don't think it through mm-hmm. and I don't, I don't do armatures. I don't do any kind of structure. It'd probably, you know, sometimes- it'd probably be good for you to know how to weld. It would be very good for me to learn how to weld. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it, would, it would be good for me to learn how to do my taxes, too. <laughs> uh, there's probably a bunch of hygiene things that would be good for me to learn how to do. <laughs> you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like Rain Man out here that, you know, like I, I, I know what I know and yeah. I can do what I do. Yeah. I don't in so many other areas. It's like I have this computer. And this is like an amazing piece of technology. But for me, it's my $3,000 Facebook machine because right. I don't do anything. There's all these things. In the, I'm like, what is this? I know Photoshop. <laughs> do you, do even you, in Photoshop, I don't know how to do half the stuff that you do, need to do. Do you do um, shipping online? Do you like print your labels out or anything online? No, no. Because oh, I man. Sign, you know? You would. It's so much easier. <clears throat> and... <clears throat> The other thing is, if you, there's a service called PirateShip. Somebody's been telling me about this. Yeah, I've heard about it. Oh man, it's like they give discounts on on everything. It's like you, somehow I don't know how, but like uh, I I had to ship these books, these six pound dystopia books, overseas, and right. the, <clears throat> that was that Kickstarter was so long ago that um, the the shipping costs were almost triple from what people paid. And, right and uh you know 150 bucks in some places to ship this book yeah. oh yeah and so yeah. 
you know, pirate, I using pirate ship, I got them down like half price for the shipping. Cool. So they're expensive, like 50 bucks, 60 bucks, some of them, but it's better than like 150 bucks. <laughs> was the actual shipping? Are they as reliable as the post Oh, it's through the post office. UP, it's oh. like, it gives you the post office, UP, the post office and UPS are the two ones it uses. And it will give you like options based on price. And so they'll give you the cheapest one and what's the best one. And, and so you can choose, but it's always cheaper because I have another shipping software because I'm on a Mac. It's called Indicia. Right. E-N-D, Indicia, I-C-I-A. I was using stamps.com, but they, they, they didn't have an app that worked for the Mac. So I got this Indicia and it's a little app on your computer and I even got like a small uh, laser label printer and it's just like, you know, I just, all my, all my shipping is like, uh, I, I print them out using DCA or pirate ship, print out the labels. And then we just drop them off at the post office. It's so, wow, so great. convenient. And, and you, most of those places, I think even think stamps.com, which is like the popular one, they give discounts on everything. So just, just from doing it online, you, you save like, two bucks on a on a shipment they'll give you like a discount on everything to ship that plant was 518 dollars that's a lot yeah <laughs> did yeah. it sell it, it was a sold piece yes oh, okay good 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 but you know when you consider uh what i put into it what i put into the shipping i mean it cost me like a couple hundred bucks just to put it in a box. You know? right. <laughs> so it's just, it, but it was a learning experience. And I, I know now to never do that again. And you, you, maybe you're, you're in the same boat, but I, I got to learn how to price my stuff more to the, the current age, because I'm still pricing things as if it's, if, if, if it's the nineties. Well, yeah. And right. You think like, Oh, this is good money. And then it's just like, no, it's not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not when you when you're make, you, your your hourly ends up being like five bucks an hour when you break it down. <laughs> there, there, are, there are pieces that I've done where I've paid to do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, with uh the, I've been able to like with the paintings, I do ten to twenty percent a year if things are selling. That's generally, it's like I stopped for a few years when the economy was bad, but I had been like the rule. That's a rule of thumb in the fine art world is 10 to 20% a year to keep yeah. the value going up. My prints, I haven't raised. It's like prints and merch and stuff. I haven't really raised them that much for some reason. I probably should, but, but I, uh, a lot of the prints, I, I raise them every couple of years a little bit, you know, but the paintings are like the main thing you want those to increase in value for the buyers. So, you, right. So it's like, if you keep raising the price, it's like, you can't get this size painting for less than this money. Everybody who bought them that size 10 years ago or five years ago, their value, their investment went up, you know? Right. That's smart. Yeah. So. You should try I, and do I, it. <laughs> I suffer from all that guilt, though. I always feel like I gotta like make things that people can afford, and I feel bad, like oh, this is too much money. 
It's like, you know, this is my livelihood. And then you get like friends that want stuff and they like, everybody wants, you know, the deal, the bargains. and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. But you know, you got to think, okay. The way I look at it is like, I was selling this stuff for so cheap 20 years ago. Yeah. You know, so, you know, if you weren't buying back then, then I don't know my stuff. I, I still don't feel like my stuff is as gets as much as it should. Like, I still feel like I'm, I'm inching towards where I think that is a good price for them. I still think they're underpriced slightly. Um, yeah. But you know, it's what the market will bear, what someone will, what your collectors will pay for it is the value really, you know? Yeah. I mean, like you don't want to raise things too much where people just stop buying, but you don't, but it, it, yeah. it is kind of hard to, to maybe, not have as many people buying, but you're charging more, so you're doing less, but you're still making the same money. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Gabe, my friend Gabe Leonard, he's got, um, he's got like a totally different model. Like I'm, I got the paintings, which are sort of my high end stuff, and then I've got the resin casts and prints, which are stuff that's more affordable. And then at the really low end, I've got small $20 prints like eight by 10 prints. And, um, and I've got the studies, which are, uh, like for people who want to collect originals, but can't afford a $5,000 piece or a $3,000 piece that, you know, they could maybe afford a $700 piece. And so I try and hit all the ranges in there. And, um, but like, you know, Gabe, Gabe has got, he sells, he makes, I think most of his money from canvas prints, canvas, clays, and they're expensive. They're like twice as twice what I charge for mine, or maybe even more. It's like, he's selling them in these specific galleries and you can't get them unless you pay this much money for them. They're limited editions. And so his bread and butter are canvas clays and he raises his prices accordingly but he and, he and he ends up keeping most of his originals which is crazy so yeah. he's, he's got a ton of originals because he's making most of his money from the she clays so he's like just sta stacking cash <laughs> you know all these originals i've been doing this for over 30 years and i don't have any of my art i know i know i barely have anything i've, I've had to sell everything yeah. everything yeah. Just, there's always that time where like, oh man, the rent is due and I end up selling like a, you know, a $3,000 piece of artwork for $500 because yeah. that bill. <laughs> and there's, there's always someone willing to, you know, take advantage of you in that situation too. Yeah. 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 It's such a bummer that it comes to that sometimes, man. I mean, there's, there's some real sharks out there. There's, there's a bunch of people that just like wait for you to, have you know a bill to pay and they just pounce on you because they, they they don't they don't come around when you're doing well and you got the stuff at full price they just want the deals they right. just want to get what they can from you you know yeah yeah well i try and um i only you know i only only do the standard gallery thing is like you can offer 10 to 20 percent discount like you can give up to 20 percent discount and i don't go below that unless super i'm super desperate and it's totally yeah. like someone i know or behind the scenes but generally I, I try and keep it at i don't i don't go below that 20 percent just because you know the galleries aren't happy don't like you to do that 
Well, I don't deal with galleries. Yeah, not, not that's that's the thing, you know. I own. It's just you know, galleries just don't seem to be interested. But it's just a. Well, you know, I got one there, one gallery. <laughs> there's always that time where all of a sudden you know, waffles is you know need up some kind of surgery or something, and you know, then all bets are off. I'll sell whatever I have to to, to get him the care that he look needs. At, look at, which one is this? In the in the in the chair. Oh, this is waffles. Waffles. <laughs> gotta bring him over. Oh, he's this so is, cute. He is a good little boy. He is oh, such a sweet good dog. Yeah, how much I love having him and Lady. Lady went over to sleep on the couch, but okay. He is such a good boy. I've always had these like two animal spirits around me my whole life. Huh. A, a boy and a girl. And they always act the same way. It's always like a super, super attached boy. And then like a sweet kind of shy girl. When I had squirrels, I had a boy squirrel that had imprinted on me. And I had a girl squirrel that was just like a sweet little shy, poofy, fluffy little girl. But he'll, he'll sit with me all night. Like, like lady, lady will be over on the couch and she's just snoring away. But he'll come over and he'll sit right under me while I'm sanding. Wow. He'll be with me. sometimes it's sometimes it's annoying because yeah. if I'm working, things are falling off the table. He's right underneath me, and I don't want him getting hurt. But yeah, uh, yeah. he he's got to be with me all the time. You know, lady, lady, she will come over to the chair and watch TV or she'll come over to the couch, but she's not going to come over and sit on the concrete. You know? uh, yeah. <laughs> Where'd you come up with the name waffles? You know, it's a great name at the time that I had uh, got him. Um, I, I had just been posting a lot about wanting waffles. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> it just seemed to fit him. <laughs> and I mean, lady, lady, I, I probably could have come up with a better name for her, but it just suits her so well. You know, like she's just, she's lady. She's lady. Yeah, she's yeah. That's a great name. His full name is Waffles McGee. <laughs> hey, Waffles. Because he's a little McGee. <laughs> Very he's cute. A funny he's, and it, I, I've never liked... Well, I shouldn't say I never like because I like I like all animals. Mm -hmm. I like animals. I just I adore animals, but I never saw myself as having small dogs. Mm -hmm. I like, you know, Irish wolfhound kind right. of dogs. You had giant, you know, dogs that you could ride. Yeah. <laughs> but this guy's just so perfect. He's just so perfect. You know, he's like the perfect dog for me, and they're the perfect dogs for this studio. Yeah. And they showed yeah. up on your doorstep without. They yeah. just showed up on. You know, they're they following. I get, I get fan art of them. People really? draw them and, them and uh, they, they have these nice fancy collars that some woman made for them. And, you know, another friend made me a calendar of them. <laughs> you know, they're, they're, they're celebrities. That's so cool. People, people love these guys. So cute. Yeah. He's, a good boy. <laughs> he's been being so good. Just sitting back there in his chair. Yeah. No, Normally he's a little bit more of a pain in the butt, but uh, he's very sweet. You got him on a good day. Yeah, he seems very sweet. He is. So he, he's 
He's well, another thing that people people come to the studio for because they want to meet the they want to meet the pups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one thing that I really um, <clears throat> wish I had a studio studio for, which is like uh, um, studio visits for client yeah. collectors and stuff. And it's like I I have them, you know, I have collectors come over, but it's like you know, there's it's it's in my living room and then my room is a bedroom. It's like a small bedroom. And it's like a lot of times if it's a group of people, they can't all fit in the room. It's like, it's really, you know, I'd love to have a big studio to where I could have open house, you know, yeah, yeah. make an event out of it or something. But Fuck yeah, I, uh, I remember when I met uh, Del Toro and he was, he was asking me about my studio. And at that time I was in a, a little room in Jersey, you know, mm-hmm. I just had a, that's about it. It was like, I was like, studio, there ain't no studio. (laughs) I mean, you're welcome to come over anytime you want, but it's just going to be me and you sitting in a little room, you know, right. I love him to come here, you know, like here, I actually have stuff to show him. Yeah. Yeah. But but unfortunately I'm in the middle of uh, nowhere. Yeah. (laughs) It's such a weird spot, you know, and it's all, uh, just circumstances that brought me here. You know, like I ended up here because the apartment that I was renting uh, was in my sister's house and her and her husband were selling the house and I had like a month to get out, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So I had to come up with something. I had no money, no job. Where, where, where was this at? Where was it? What state? New Jersey. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I was in Nutley, New Jersey, which is a really nice town, and it's like a 10-minute bus ride from Manhattan, mm-hmm. so like the perfect spot to be. Like, I could meet friends from all over the country because everybody goes to Manhattan. They'd right. be like, hey, I'm in New York. You know, you want to – I mean, hell, that's where I met Del Toro. He was in Manhattan doing a book sign. But, um, you know, uh, I had nowhere to go. I had no money. I had – no, no work or anything. And I was just like, I can't even get, you know, I won't even pass the credit check to get an apartment. Mm-hmm. You know, it just, it just, it just happened that my friend had this studio at the time and she was looking for someone to share it. Oh, that's so, right. That's right. So that, I, that took you out to, to where you're the state you're in now, North Carolina, North Carolina. And that's just be, how far is that from New Jersey? It was a 12-hour drive. Okay. So I just hopped in the car, grabbed what I could, and without even seeing the place. <laughs> you know, really? I just showed up. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. And uh, were you living there at the at that time, or or? Uh, for a little bit, I kind of crashed here because I didn't have enough place. Right. You know, I found this woman that's on the other side of town that has a, uh, you know. Just it's her sewing room basically is is where I sleep. Right. You know, so it's not, it's not even really an apartment. It's just you know I can use the bathroom, I can use the kitchen, but I don't. You know, I right. just I just go sleep and you know do my thing and get out of there. Uh, I'm here all the damn time. I'm right. literally because because everything that I have is here. Right. There, you know, I just sleep or take a shower or whatever. So you got to have like some kind of bed there in case for the long nights where you're just taking a nap or something couch you know i, I take a lot of naps on the couch and that's, <laughs> that's what's great about these these guys is they fit right on the couch with me you know? 
But uh, so you're spending, you know, most of your time in that studio. So it's you're essentially just sleeping in the other place, really. Yeah, yeah, and occasionally taking a shower. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's that there's that hygiene thing again. You, know? <laughs> you have to eventually. <laughs> I guess, <laughs> especially with beards yeah. like ours, man. You know, it's it's not like I'm around anybody, right? You know who would? Yeah, <laughs> the, the dogs don't care. You know, they, they they seem to like me no matter what. You know, they don't care how I smell. They're they're always here. So you're working seven days a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I would love to have you know a support system out here. I would love to have. Uh, but I used to do, I used, about 20 years ago, I had a studio half this size in New Jersey. And uh, it was in an old, you know, uh, industrial complex. But what was cool was I was in New Jersey, so I was close to everybody. And I could have like, we every month we'd have like a gathering of artists, mm-hmm. all these artists show up and they'd all bring their artwork we'd have musicians that would come and they'd play and they'd jam yeah. and it would just be all night of just art talking about art sharing stuff and man i miss that i miss having that and like you can do it online but it's just not the same yeah. it's not the same, you know yeah i used to like getting the place kind of cleaned up and setting out you know yeah cheese and whatnot and just socializing you know yeah. like i miss I want to have that kind of thing to have like what you were talking about, the, the, the uh, art studio visits and stuff like that. Right. Or even like, it would be cool to have like a, I, I've always thought like, it'd be cool to have a thing where we offer, get a bunch of us together artists and then like sell tickets to people that want to come and just have dinner with us. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, a, like a fancy, you know, dress up dinner, you know, like a Halloween themed kind yeah, of dress up. Yeah. It's like, hey, come have you know, come have spaghetti with Chet Sar, you know. <laughs> I, there's got to be. It seems like it, there's got to be people in North Carolina, not too far from you, that are other there weirdo are, guess, art people. I guess there are, but it's so hard now to meet people. Right. For, for, for me, because I'm old, I, I don't, I don't socialize well. I don't. You know, I, I don't even have clothes to wear nice anymore. You I know, know like, what like you I mean. Have, I used to have at least a set of clothing. Like this is what I wear to galleries. Here's what I wear when I go over to my friends. Here's yeah. what I wear. You know, I had things for dating. You know, like here's what clothes I wear. For, like, I don't even fuck that. You know, that's <laughs> not cool. You know? <laughs> but now it's just this it's just dirty t-shirts and dirty pants and that's <laughs> well anybody listening in north carolina area if you're if you're an artist and you want to hang out with a dirty smelly guy if you want to hang out with a dirty smelly old guy uh, with, with a with cool studio dogs. and a couple cool dogs <laughs> i i bet you there's a i bet you there's there's a there's a community out there for you um, the, the problem, and you know the, the thing is too i'm I, i'm in a, a, an artist complex there are other studios in oh this really complex. yeah, I, yeah. For some reason i had the idea that it was just this warehouse on its own in the middle that's of my that, that's my building i'm in 
I'm in my own separate building. And that's okay. Everybody else is in the next building over. Oh, I see. Their yeah. their studios are nothing like mine. Their yeah. studios are a little more refined and a little more inside. You don't ever like, go hang out with them or talk to them or anything. You know, occasionally I see them, but I don't. I don't really. You know, like I don't. I don't even know when people are over there. Like like there's one guy I know who's a, a children's book illustrator, and his studio is like right behind mine. So I see him. Mm-hmm. And we, chat every now and then but he's got his thing going on and i got my thing going on you never invite him you never invite him to have they been in your studio because i imagine if they came uh, in your studio they would be pretty like impressed okay and a a couple others have but um when i first came out here (laughs) they were like you know who's that devil worshiping guy (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah right you're in north carolina Yeah, it's so funny that someone would think that about you. (laughs) I know, but it's it's mostly that I'm I'm antisocial. Yeah, yeah. I don't mean to be. I just I just am. Yeah. I have I have anxiety. I have depression, and I uh, I have time management issues. I don't know how. Like I get up and I'm here every day. What I'm thinking about isn't, boy, it would be nice to have some people come over tonight and hang out and we'll just chill. No, I'm thinking I got to get these 20 things done, yeah, you know, yeah. and then 20 things done. And then I got to do 200 of those. And then and I got to pay the rent and, and I got to pay the rent. And, and, and the dogs need to be walked every 10 minutes or else lady's going to pee on the floor. Right. You know, <laughs> you know it, it's always it's it's just this this constant like bum 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 that's literally how my 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 brain is yeah it wasn't always like this though like i used to used to fit in social activities a lot more but now i i don't i don't i don't talk on the phone with people i'm online a lot but that's easy because you can go like oh blah 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 and then you can walk away you know like you sit there and hear whatever the hell people are going on about. I could be working. I could be sweeping. I could be building. I could be doing right. whatever the hell, you know, but, but yeah, I mean, you're, you're, you're definitely right. There, there are people here. I could get some kind of social thing. And that's one of the, the things that I get from doing the workshops, which, yeah, yeah, which I started and then the pandemic happened and I just haven't done them since, but, those are fun. It's, 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 it, it's nice to have other people in the space. It's nice to have, uh, memories that you're building in the space and it just makes it a more happy kind of thing other than just constantly working. You know, what would be cool would be to do, um, workshops where people physically go, people, local people can physically go to, and then also have a, a, uh, a live feed for people who are out of the state. <laughs> You're absolutely right. You make way more money, probably too, like and, probably twice as much money. And I guess there again is that whole like I don't know how to do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> I just, like you know, it's weird. Like you can come to me and say like, oh, it'd be cool if you learned how to weld. I could more easily pick up welding equipment and teach myself how to weld than I can figure out how to download an app. Yeah, yeah. I just, it, it's just a thing with me. I just, I, like, maybe I'm an old guy. Like, I, 
I can program a VCR sort of, but now I have, you know, the, 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 the Blu-ray player wants to connect online for some reason. And I'm like, why do you want to do that? Why can't you just play my Blu-ray? <laughs> you know, I, I get stressed out and I'm like, why do I have to program this? And, you know, and, and like, God forbid, if I have to get a new car because cars are all computerized now yeah. and it's like, they don't have tape decks anymore. They don't have, you know, CD players. They yeah. don't have, it's all stuff that just makes me mental. I have enough technology on this. I have a, um, an iMac I'm, st I'm sitting in front of. Mm -hmm. uh, there's enough stuff on here that I could be making movies with what I have. Mm -hmm. now, there, I'm sure somewhere in this thing there's editing equipment yeah I, they got it comes with iMovie which is like the easiest movie editing software exactly but I don't know how to use it and I'm the kind of guy that if if someone physically comes over and shows me how to use it that's one thing but if you tell me how to use it I'm just like I'm not gonna do that what about <laughs> you what about uh YouTube tutorials or watching videos because that's like no, you can learn sometimes that helps. yeah sometimes that helps. yeah you can anytime I need to know how to do something i'll I just look it up on youtube and it's more a matter of like keeping my attention on it enough to really yeah you know i miss just being able to go to like my friends and see how they're doing stuff you know like like actually sit behind somebody and watch them do it on their computer or whatnot you know yeah i mean you they have people who will set you up for live streaming but you know it's expensive yeah. If I were like super rich, that's the one thing I would I would have. I would have a full time tech person that just did all my tech shit. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Live streaming would be good. Well. Yeah, I can't. I can't tell you how to do it. It's it it, it is it's a pain in the ass to first set up. I have to say my and I I haven't even really done it that much i use it for like uh i've got my camera i've got a camera here uh-huh like a, a dslr and you just one little hookup a special hookup that plugs into the computer via usb and then uh that's it pretty much and you just tell zoom to select the little piece of hardware that it plugs into and you're yeah and, can't even get zoom on my computer <laughs> oh that's right yeah why <laughs> i can't get zoom. i have zoom yeah you i need... just up, upgrade zoom for whatever reason it won't let me do it you need a friend who's a computer person to come over and just sort you out yeah yeah so i, make... I need to start from scratch i just need to just burn it all to the ground and <laughs> start all over well do you so do you have any um it's it's uh we're getting pretty pretty late here i don't want to keep you too much longer but what do you have um lined up what's your what's your future look like any, uh, any things on the horizon it looks pretty hard <laughs> uh, most mostly i'm doing the uh the, the bookshelf stuff i'm still doing the, the the bookshelf monsters right now i'm finishing up the uh the were tigers mm -hmm. I have a couple um, original pieces that I'm working on. I'm starting to do wall plaques. Uh, mm. That's the piece that I showed you with the um, monster clay. 
Mm-hmm. And then I am, uh, what else? Uh, working on this guy, my Batmobile. Patreon, you, know, you got your, pay, your, 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 Patreon. I got to, got to get a little more people supporting that so that I can keep doing this kind of things and yeah. my Batmobile. And, uh, you know, it's a great, it's a great, you, you, you're active on there. You know, you post a lot. I'm, I'm, I try, I try to post, you know, two or three things a month at least. And, and I try to get as in depth as I can with things, you know, I'm a subscriber. Um, so everyone should, if you subscribe to the dark art society, Patreon, you should, uh, throw Tom a few bucks and support him. It's a good Patreon. Yeah. You learn a lot. It's, it's, it is a lot of the step-by-step st- stuff is really good. Two two bucks. I mean, you know, it, it's like you can't even get a cup of coffee for two bucks. You yeah, know? yeah. And it's like, why not? You know, support artists. I support a, I support you and a bunch of others. Yeah, um, me, me too. But there was something else I was doing. I oh, and I did. I I, I can't really show you, but I I I got back into comics. Um, oh, cool. Uh, last year, uh, a friend of mine hooked me up with some uh, editors over at Marvel. And I, I did a whole Whoa. bunch of stuff for um, trading cards. Oh, no uh, way. What, like special edition or something? Like, uh, I don't know. I don't know what it is. It, you know, I'm, I'm so out of the loop with it. <clears> but they used to do this all the time where they, they'd have, you know, artists doing, you know, trading card sets. And sometimes they just do like it would be a theme, you know, like uh, they would do the Avengers or they would do like you know, villains or whatever the hell it was that they were doing. And they'd either have, you know, a, you know, a small group of artists and have them do a lot of cards each, or they just have, you know, a multiple, you know, array of artists. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically I got to do uh, six cards. Well, I was offered six, but I only did five because of the time. But the weird thing is it's like twice the time got, pushed and pushed and pushed. So I could have done six, (laughs) but, but it was cool. It was cool getting back into that, that thing again, doing comic book characters. Yeah. For people who don't know you, you're like the only person to ever do sculptures for a comic book cover, right? I wouldn't say I'm the only one. Dave McKeon used to do it. Oh, did he? Yeah. Yeah. Dave McKeon did a lot of that stuff, but his stuff was so different and he did a lot of layering with photoshop right 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 uh another guy that did some uh sculpture work was uh bill sinkevich have you had him on your uh no i i want to have him on i just yeah i know i just i've never met him so i'm always like nervous to ask people that i don't really Uh, know especially legendary guys like him you know uh, you know bill is bill is i Again, I hate to keep bringing up Del Toro, but Bill is like in the same kind of category as Del Toro, where they're both like these legends that don't behave in any way. Like that. <laughs> okay, good. There is no ego with Bill. You, you, if if you contact Bill and say, "Hey, you know, I'm a friend of Tom Taggart's," and he said I should ask you about this uh, podcast, he he'd be there in a minute. Oh, cool. All right, I'll ask him. I'll definitely ask him. Yeah, his stuff is just amazing. It's incredible. But I, I wish I could show you that. I didn't know he did sculpture stuff too. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Not not quite as fully as what I do. Yeah, that's um, the thing about. But the comic I'm talking about, like the you did comic book covers that were right. like 
your sculptures. It's not like right. your sculpture was an element of a Photoshop thing that was right. kind of layered. Right. It was like, and I don't, I've never seen any other comic book covers like that that were just a sculptor sculpting an illustration. There is a lot of 3D illustration outside of comics. Right, right. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Some- the comic book reason, in comic books, it was like it was like pulling teeth trying to get work. And back right. in those days, to to get the the work, um, I often would have to create the the cover first, and then go around and try to sell it. <laughs> what a crazy and, way to make a living, man! <laughs> you know, we're talking about you know when I was twenty five and full of beans. I mean, I, back then I was just like, yeah, let's go, let's go, let's yeah, go, yeah, let's go. yeah, yeah. Someone, someone would say no to me, and I'd just be like, ah, "I'm not accepting that," you know. And I <laughs> back, you know, the 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 way I got into the whole business was um, DC and Marvel Comics used to be in Manhattan, and this was this was before 9/11. Mm-hmm. Security, you know, wasn't the way it is now. Like you could just go to the DC or Marvel building, get in the elevator, walk up. And go, hey, I'm here to see some editors and just walk into the <laughs> that's so you know? crazy. And I remember I had that like huge, huge damn portfolio. And uh, I just walked into Karen Berger's office. And Karen Berger is like kind of a hard nose, you know, like no nonsense editor. And I was just like, hi, I want to do swamp thing covers. <laughs> <laughs> and she was just like, she looked at my stuff and she's just like, no. Oh, <laughs> uh, really? He's like, he's like, you do not have what it takes to, to be doing this. Oh, dang, maybe. And I home and I took, you know, the concept at that time was I wanted to do a Swamp Thing uh, cover, and I had this sort of sculpture of his face mm-hmm. that was all made with twigs and whatnot, and I, I, she said it didn't look like Swamp Thing, so I, I took it home and I. Worked it, worked it, worked it again. I sent it to her, and I was like, "How about now?" She's like, "No, it still doesn't look like it." And I was like, "All right." So I and I just kept doing that until finally she's like, "Okay, really?" <laughs> you were like probably mailing her pictures too, right? Or were you dropping them off in Manhattan? You know, I might have been mailing her stuff because there wasn't yeah. email this was, back then. I, right? I certainly. I certainly didn't have email back at the ta- that time. No, yeah, I was, I was mailing her shit. Was, <laughs> and then, then you'd have to like wait a week and call up on the phone and go, "Hi, Karen, did you get that thing I sent you?" <laughs> you like stop wow. calling, like, you know. And then, you know, once I got one, I just kept doing that again, and then I got two, and then I got three, and then I, you know, then it started snowballing a little bit, but. It was it was like pulling teeth. Wow! So it's good. it was good to be offered the chance to do that again because now things are a little different. Technology is a little different. Like I used to have to do my sculptures, and then I'd have to get a photographer to come in and shoot with format photography mm-hmm. and those uh, chromes. You know what that is? The the, the four by fives, yeah, eight by yeah. ten. That's how I used to get my my when I first maybe 10 years of my art career, it was, it was a four by five transparencies. Yeah. Yeah. And and then I had to get a special scanner and. And, and that wasn't cheap. You know, I was paying like 200 bucks for a photographer to come in and and work with me to 
stuff and send it off to these people and be like, you know, you want to buy it now? You want to buy it now? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's such a it's such a crazy way to to make a living. It's you know doing stuff. I would, I would never do that. I would never do that now. But back then, it's just oh, yeah. what I I had to do. We it's all did that. What, yeah, we all did that stuff. You know, I mean, even like having a solo show is cr it's a crazy way to make a living where you spend time creating a bunch of work that you don't know is going to sell it's yeah it's crazy it's not like any any i think any normal business person would be like what the hell are you doing but that's like that's the way it works in the art world you know you what are you going to do even even getting ready to do a convention like um you know yeah monster palooza or something like that you're still taking a gamble and it's still sure. like i can sit here and work for you know two months without getting paid doing all this shit to make you know one month of salary or i could just keep working and fuck it yeah. <laughs> you know like, i can sell stuff from home why do i got to go and do this that's, show for that's kind of what you know i because i was doing the monster palooza every year and the designer con but they moved to anaheim and that was too far for me um, cause I used to be in Pasadena, which is close to me, but I would do those two shows every year. And then when COVID hit, I stopped doing them and I just haven't started back doing them again. Cause it's, it's, it is like, you know, I could make that money not going to a convention. So you, yeah. you know, you have to like weigh it out. Cause on the other hand, it's like you are, um, cultivating relationships with your fans and you're meeting them, which counts for something and it's cool for the fans too, but man, it's a lot of work. It's hard work setting up a booth and manning it and going for 10, 12 hours a day or whatever it is for yeah. it's yeah. hard work. And, and it's, and, it, and at this age, I'm like, I'm, I'm done for a week after that like i can't get started back up i'm just laying in bed and it's like i can't afford to lay in bed so so you end up traveling spending a bunch of money and then you make about what you would make if you just said okay i'm gonna have a sale with this product <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, then, and then you can't work after a week <laughs> so it's like it's right. hard right all of it i mean yeah uh, it would be nice if you know if maybe someone would set everything up man do everything and then i could just show up and hang out and meet people and then well that's how some of these rich guys do it yeah 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 i heard like alex ross has like a booth that he spends a couple million on or something like that but he probably makes you know 10 times that every freaking show it's crazy he, he had from what i was told he had like a, a two-story booth at uh comic-con wow <laughs> <laughs> at comic-con that's insane yeah i was thinking about how you know as a you know back in the day a musician um i had this really weird dream i had this weird dream where i was uh, i'll i'll stop after this if we could wrap it up but i had this dream the other night that i was in my childhood room and it was a weird like lucid kind of dream where i was it felt like a i was really there it was weird like an out-of-body thing and you know that song uh, I want to bang on the drum all day. You know, it's cheesy, cheesy song, Todd Rungard song. I was hearing that song in my head and it made me vibrate and float off my bed. And then I felt this big force push me across the room. And 
and I ended up across the room. It was kind of scary and standing in front of a mirror that was like kind of covered up with boxes and stuff. So I couldn't really see myself. It was weird, totally weird dream. So anyway, I was of course trying to interpret that dream. So I'm like looking up the lyrics of that song and everything. And it's like, there's nothing really there, but I remember thinking, you know, all you need is that guy. He was saying, uh, Todd Runger, I, I was looking it up. He's saying he made, he would make six figures every couple months from that song because he had it in a carnival cruise line commercial. This was years ago. And I was thinking, you know, all you need is like one hit song as a musician, like a big hit and you're set for life because you can license oh, yeah. it. You can play live gigs. And I was thinking, what is the equivalent for like a fine artist? There really isn't. I'm like, what is the thing? What's the hit? You know, you can't have like one amazing one amazing painting doesn't really work the same way. You know what I'm saying? Prints or a book or something. I don't know. You can't make that much money from a book or prints. That's what I'm saying. It's like, it was like, I wish there was some kind of hit. How could you have a, a hit as a, as a fine artist like that, that would set you up for the rest of your life? Maybe it doesn't exist. I wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, I'm going to be like, you know, 80 years old and still like, uh, how many of these bookshelf guys are I going to make? <laughs> well, let me tell you, when my dad died, he was, he was, he was still painting, yeah. broke his shit, living on social security. Ugh. He was, but he was happy to be painting. He just didn't, he didn't care about money at all. But um, anyway, I don't care about money at all either. I, I just. You don't want to have to worry about it. I know. Same here. Think about it. I, exactly. I, I, and as bad as things are for, I, I shouldn't say things are bad because they're not. As 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 hard as it might seem for me, I know so many people who are going through so much worse. Oh, totally, man. The hell that I just had like this place where everybody could just be and we could all just be okay. I know. You know? I know. I mean, your bookshelf thing was kind of your hit. That was kind of a hit for you. And I mean, you're still doing it. How many years yeah. ago did that happen? That was like a few years ago when that went viral. And you're still. Yeah, I, I, would, say, I would say three or four. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm on my fifth year here. So it was three, three years ago. So it was a, yeah. it was a hit. It was a hit and I'm glad for it. But I. But it's not making you six figures every couple of months. <laughs> it's not making me even. It's not making me a damn thing, because I because I'm too slow. You know, I I I'm my own worst enemy. I I I should hire someone to come in here and help me knock these things out, but I don't. Right. And you know, uh, I probably could work faster. I used to, and I think that's the thing too. I'm stubborn, and in my head, I still think I'm that 30 year old kid that could could go without yeah, sleep. Yeah, I know. You know, and even even if I don't need the sleep, I don't seem to focus the same way I used to. There's too much noise and too many distractions mm -hmm. now. It's like, oh, you gotta you gotta get something on Instagram. You gotta get something on Facebook. You gotta respond to the people on Instagram. You yeah. gotta respond to this message. You gotta do this. Dogs are peeing. Then you gotta do this. <laughs> like it's always just like boop boop boop. So you yeah. get these like moments where it used to be. 
I would just wake up and it would be this immersive kind of, I would just be in my world creating, right. you know, time could, time would stop. Yeah. I used to love, I used to love working, working nights because it would just be like, I was the only one on the planet. I know. You know everything was quiet and calm and it, it, you'd just be like, Working, you think you were working for hours and hours, and you look and oh, we've only been working twenty minutes. Right, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now it's like I think I'm working for five minutes, and I look and all of a sudden the sun's coming up. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, really? you know, uh, the thing is though, well, this will be the parting shot. Is even with all of these difficulties, you're still going to do it yeah. because it's yeah. it's good enough to put up with all that shit. And what else am I going to do that too? But still, I mean, if you were really motivated, you could probably do some other job that maybe had more security, but yeah, <laughs> you got skills, you got skills. You could. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, well, it was great talking to you. Well, it was nice seeing you, man. Yeah, you too. It's, that's kind of. I know that's kind of how. Yeah, we'll have to do it. We we won't wait so long next time. And this one won't be on video, so everyone gets to see you this time. Because the other one, I wasn't recording video back then. No, it's a good thing I wasn't wearing pants the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I don't, know if, I don't know if you can see him, but uh, yeah, little guy, he's so, all tuckered out. So cute. Yeah, it's you get it. You get to An see Abraham. Yes, you get to see the dog as well. You get to see yeah. Waffles and Lady. Yeah. All right. So the last thing we have to do is just say goodbye to the audience in your own All right. your own special way. So just say goodbye, audience, or however you want to do it. Go ahead. Well, oh, uh, thanks for having me, and uh, see y'all. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Let's let's start that one again. <laughs> it's perfect. It's, <laughs> it was great talking to you. And uh, uh, think of me when you look to the night sky, folks. <laughs> <laughs> See you, everybody. Thanks for listening.